You're listening to Luke's English Podcast. For more information, visit teacherluke.wordpress.com. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Luke's English Podcast. It's my great pleasure to be able to speak to you now by talking like this into a microphone and then to have my voice sent all over the world on the internet and then for it to be downloaded by good people like you who use Luke's English Podcast as a way to improve your English and also, hopefully, to just enjoy the experience of listening to some real, natural British English. Now, um, what's this episode all about? This one is basically about some British comedy. Um, I often get uh, messages from people asking me to recommend things, um, you know, uh, like recommend particularly to recommend British stuff like TV shows or comedy or stand-up comedians. Um, uh, some of the most common requests that I get are from people who want me to introduce them to my favourite British comedy shows. And um, I, I often think about this, and I'd been thinking about um, uh, just doing an episode all about British comedy in which I kind of explain some of the great kind of comedy shows or comedians that we've had over the years and then recommend some stuff for you. But I just thought there's so much, there's actually so much for me to recommend that it would be difficult to do it all justice, you know? I couldn't just fit it all into one episode because I'd want to play you clips and, you know, really give you a, a, a proper understanding of some of this great comedy which has been produced in my home country. Um, so what I've decided to do is devote some individual episodes to specific shows or specific comedians. Um, and that's what I'm going to do in this episode. This is the first, really, I suppose, this is the first of what I hope will become a series of episodes in which I introduce you to some of my favourite British comedy. Now, where should I start? There's so much. I could start, you know, years ago, back in the 1960s, with, um, you know, someone like Peter Cook and Dudley Moore, a great comedy duo who had a massive influence on uh, the rest of British comedy, uh, which came afterwards. I could talk about Monty Python's Flying Circus, which is uh, one of the most famous British comedy shows. But for some reason, I've decided to talk to you today about Ali G. Um, I think I think I must have been sort of on YouTube or something, and I I've, I just came across an Ali G video, and it made me laugh. And it just reminded me of actually how how interesting and how funny and, and how kind of clever uh, the character of Ali G is. So that's what this episode is all about. It's all about Ali G. Um, who is Ali G? Um, and let's listen to some of his, his comedy, all right? Um, okay, so let's see. First of all, I'm just going to explain who he is. So I'll talk to you a little bit about... Ali G, so that you know exactly all you need to know about uh, this comedy character. And then after that, we are going to, I think we might listen to a little bit of an interview between Sasha Baron Cohen and David Letterman. And then we're going to hear from Ali G himself. So we'll, we'll listen to an interview that Ali G did with, um, with, um, a very uh, important, very well-respected uh, education, former education minister, basically. Okay, so let's begin 
uh, with uh, Ali G. Now, you might know him already. You, you might know about him because he's already quite famous. Um, but if you, if you don't know who he is, then let me explain. Um, so, Ali G, that's Ali, um, A-L-I, that's his first name, and G. So, it sounds like a kind of rapper or something. Ali G, you know, um, he sounds like he could be a rapper, but Ali is his first name. So what, you know, what does that tell you about his origin? It sounds like he could be um, maybe sort of Asian or maybe from Pakistan or something. Um, okay, well, what does he look like? Let's let's begin with that. So I've just talked about his name a little bit, but let's start with what he looks like. Well, he looks pretty ridiculous, really. Um he looks pretty ridiculous. Now, if you can imagine um, a kind of Jamaican rapper or a, a hip-hop gangster from Los Angeles wearing a kind of yellow bodysuit, uh, a pair of uh, sort of sunglasses and, a, and like a little beanie hat, you know, that kind of bling-bling gangster rapper kind of thing? Imagine that, but basically wearing these clothes is a sort of... Um, basically an English white guy, okay, um, an immature, grown-up, quite tall, um, but very immature English white guy dressed as a hip-hop gangster. That's what Ali G looks like. Um, now, he's, he's, he's white, basically, he's white, uh, but his name is Ali, so um, that's interesting. Also, he dresses and he speaks like a a rapper or something. So that's quite uh, that's quite confusing because you think when you first see him or you first hear him, you think, what what is this guy? What's his ethnicity? Where is he from? Well, basically, the character of Ali G. Well, and he is a character. He's not a real person. That's very important to understand. He's not a real person. He's just a fictional character created by an actor. The actor's name is Sasha Baron Cohen. Now, you, you might know Sasha Baron Cohen already for other comedy characters that he's done. For example, he um, also is responsible for um, Borat. You know Borat? He's that, uh, he's that kind of Kazakhstani reporter who went to America. Uh, um, Sasha Baron Cohen made a film um, called Borat in which the character of Borat goes to America in order to try and understand American culture. He ends up falling in love with a picture of Pamela Anderson, and he goes on a road trip to try and find Pamela Anderson and then and then marry her. Um, now, if you're from Kazakhstan, you might... You probably know Ali G... Uh, sorry, you probably know Borat and Sasha Baron Cohen. You might, in fact be very offended by that character because there were scenes in the film in which he is walking around in his home village and basically it's meant to be kind of very basic and sort of um, uh, under, undeveloped and stuff. It's, it's kind of like a, a really ridiculous depiction of Kazakhstan and not realistic at all. Um, so he, he's quite a controversial um, comedian, Sasha Baron Cohen. His characters often... Um, will um, elicit a kind of shocked um, response from people. Some people find it offensive because the humour is quite uh, quite rude, you might say, and at times it it it's a, it can be culturally insensitive. But I don't think that's the intention of the actor. 
his intention is to try and walk the line, walk the sensitive line of um, ethnic identity or or of what we conceive, our preconceptions of culture and, and people from different cultures. Um, saying that, though, the depiction of Kazakhstan was not realistic in the film Borat. Um, what the film Borat did, really, is kind of highlight certain things about American culture. So, in a way, it's very clever. Um, so, Sasha Baron Cohen, he was Borat. You know, the guy who goes, um, My name is Borat! You know, I like a porno! That guy. You remember him? He's got a moustache, grey suit. Maybe you know him or not. I, I don't know. But um, So, Borat actually came after Sasha Baron Cohen's first character, who was Ali G. All right? So, let's go back to Ali G. Um, same actor as, as Borat. Um, but this time, Ali G is basically a kind of um, just an ordinary white um, guy from England. So he's he's English. He's from the south of England. He um, um, he he's actually from a town just outside London called Staines, um, and uh, he's probably in his twenties, maybe even older. Um, but we we think he probably still lives with his mum, but he lives in this sort of fantasy world in which he is a kind of uh, hip-hop gangster kind of guy. Now, this is a very exaggerated version of probably quite a, a realistic type of person in England. There are young people in England, in, in the south, near London, who... Um, probably still live with their parents. They may be at college or something like that, or maybe just un unemployed. Um, they may be school kids. But they're basically white, probably kind of lower middle class, uh, but they listen to hip-hop music, and they're interested in sort of, you know, um, sex and, and smoking weed and hip-hop music and stuff. And so they are in this imaginary world in which they believe that they are somehow similar to hip-hop gangsters, right? You get these kids in, in England that are, that are like this. Um, so Ali G really is a joke about these kinds of people, on one hand, it's a joke about sort of ridiculous um, uh, uh, English uh, kids who imagine that they are living in, in Compton, in Los Angeles or something. Um, and on the other hand, uh, this is very clever because he uses this character, Sasha Baron Cohen uses this ridiculous character as a way of also revealing certain preconceptions that other people have about um, youth in England. So it's actually very complex. On one hand, it's a joke about the way in which uh, some young young people behave. Um, but it's also a joke about the way older people or people of different social groups, like, for example, very educated people, politicians, academics, or whatever. It's interesting to see how there is a huge cultural gap between people like you know the the people that people like Ali G and uh, these um, very high class kind of educated uh, uh, people like politicians and academics and so on. Right, I hope I've managed to explain that. Um, it's a little bit confusing, maybe a bit complicated. Okay, but uh, anyway, let's listen to a little bit of Ali G and. Um, and we can try and understand a bit more, shall we? Um, so, okay, what happens in his show? Well, 
Okay, um, Ali G first appeared on television in in the UK back in I think 1999, 1998, that kind of time. He appeared on a comedy show called the Eleven O'clock Show, and Ali G, as I've explained, is a um, as a as a character would go to interview. Um, various kind of important high-profile people in society, okay? Now, these people that he interviewed didn't realize that Ali G was um, was, was just a character. They didn't realize that he was a fictional character. They thought that he was a real person. So, um, so I, I expect the TV producers would set up the interview... Um, they would probably explain to these people that they were going to be interviewed for some kind of youth TV show. Um, and then Ali G um, is the interviewer, and they probably think he's real. Um, okay, so then Ali G asks them these questions, which are ridiculous. So the the joke really is, I suppose, someone who's very, very stupid uh, and culturally ambiguous like Ali G, interviewing some of the most intelligent and well-respected members of society. Okay, now actually, before we listen to Ali G uh, interviewing someone, let's listen to Sasha Baron Cohen explaining the character of Ali G. Okay, maybe he can explain it in a slightly clearer way than I can. So let's let's have a listen to, to this interview. This is Sasha Baron Cohen, the guy who created Ali G, being interviewed on American television by David Letterman. Um, okay, so have a listen to this, that this might explain things uh, a little bit more clearly for you. Uh, Bob. Thank you very much, Paul. Our next uh, guest uh, stars as the title character on HBO's The Ali G Show, and you'll want to watch that one hard as well. <laughs> it's uh, it's uh, in its second season, and it premieres on Sunday. Ladies and gentlemen, here's Ali G himself, Sasha Baron Cohen. So Sasha Baron Cohen has just walked out and sat Thank down. Thank you so much for uh, being here. And uh, I, I guess I first knew about your show when it was done in England for a oh, while, really? right? And then now it's being done in the United States. And I'm going to show the folks some pictures uh, by way of helping to describe uh, what you do there. This is the character Ali G. Is that correct? That is correct. That is me. Mm-hmm. And, and how would you describe him to the folks? He's... Um He's a kind of wannabe hip-hop gangster who, in fact, lives in a suburban part of England. Mm-hmm. And he, he goes out and, and talks to people, interacts with people? Yeah, basically the idea is that he interviews probably the cleverest people in the world mm-hmm. and asks the most stupid questions. Right. So, you know, I'd interview in the guise of him, Buzz Aldrin, and say, um, so what was it like actually walking on the sun? <laughs> Or, you know, and then he'll say, no, 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 actually it was on the moon, I walked on the moon. I go, all right, was you ever jealous of Louis Armstrong when he was there? You know, him going out first. And and the more you do this, do you have more and more trouble getting people to submit to these interviews? Um, It can be difficult. I mean, I did an interview actually at the JPL, the Jet Propulsion Lab, which is part of NASA. Right. And um, they never really give interviews, and I sat down there and I started an interview. And then actually the press officer came in, and uh, she stopped the interview, and she was holding a laptop. 
with a massive photo of me as Ali G with the beard and with the glasses and with exactly the same hat. <laughs> and she said, is this you? And I looked at her, I looked at the picture and it was literally exactly the same, the same beard, the same glass and everything. I said, listen, I've got to be honest, it's not me. <laughs> I go, I'm very angry with that man. I'm very angry with that man. My lawyers is all involved. You know, him is making a mockery of me. And she said, all right, you need to get in touch with the people from the HBO website and tell them to take this down because it's really bad for your career. This character is who? Okay, so there you go. There you heard uh, Sasha Baron Cohen, uh, first of all, explaining how, uh, well, explaining who Ali G is. And then he, he gave an example of when he went to, um, I think it was NASA, and interviewed, uh, well, first of all, he interviewed Buzz Aldrin, uh, who you probably know is one of the guys who went up um, uh, to to the moon back in 1969. Um and um, he said, uh, he, um, Sasha Baron Cohen gave an example of the kind of stupid question that Ali G would ask. And the question was, uh, so what was it like actually walking on the sun? Okay, uh, what was it like actually walking on the sun? So obviously ridiculous because he walked on the moon. Um, and then he said, were you ever jealous of Louis Armstrong because he went out there first. Well, it wasn't Louis Armstrong. Louis Armstrong was a jazz trumpet player. No, we're talking about Neil Armstrong. So there you go. You get the, you get the idea of the kind of stupid questions. And it's very interesting to see the way in which these um, these people respond to these ridiculous um, uh, ridiculous questions they're being asked. So, you know, and and it's interesting to 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 try and identify if they know the whole thing is a joke or not. And often they don't know it's a joke, and that's quite revealing because, you know, um, they just assume that this guy is extremely stupid. So it's very clever. It's, it requires a lot of courage from, from Sasha Baron Cohen in order to do this. Uh, so it's quite brave comedy in a, in a way, uh, while also being kind of, you know, just a bit stupid. Um, I should just uh, refer to the way in which Ali G speaks. And this is interesting to us from a language point of view. How does Ali G talk? Well, um, really, Ali G speaks in a kind of dialect. Um, again, because Ali G is a, a comedy character, he's a kind of satirical character. Um, the idea is that uh, uh, Ali G is a sort of exaggerated version of many young people from the London area who these days speak in a certain kind of London slang. Okay, Now, I've talked to you about Cockney before and we often assume that Cockney is the slang or dialect language uh, in London, but it's not the only way in which people speak. In fact, I find that more and more people speak in a slightly different way. And it's not exactly Cockney. It's got some Cockney elements to it, but it's also got some other influences. So you find that young people in London nowadays tend to like speak like this, you know what I mean? So it sort of sounds like that, blood, you know what I mean? Uh, that's like the slang way that people are, are, you know, are talking about things at the moment, right? Now, that's a little bit like cockney because they say things like things and think not things and think but like also there's like another element in there you know what i mean so there's also i mean it's difficult to explain the origin of this kind of slang but some people say that uh, uh that there's a kind of jamaican influence there 
but it's um, it's pretty complicated. But certainly, maybe it's there's there's some influence from American English. There's influence from uh, the Caribbean community um, in in London. But Ali G kind of speaks in this sort of hybrid slang. Uh, it's a bit of kind of Cockney estuary English, a little bit of hip-hop slang used in there, a bit of Jamaican influence perhaps, and the end result is this kind of uh, cartoon character who speaks like uh, an exaggerated version of youth uh, slang from the London area. Okay, um, now as we go through this episode and as we listen to Ali G interviewing people, um, I'm going to highlight uh, some of those language features for you. So not only will you, I hope, learn and enjoy um, you know, listening to, to Ali G, you'll also learn uh, bits of language as well. You'll learn some slang and some other stuff. Now, um, let's listen to an interview that Ali G did with uh, a man called Sir Rhodes Boyson. So let me first of all tell you a little bit about Sir Rhodes Boyson, just to give you some context, and then we will uh, listen to the interview. So who is Sir Rhodes Boyson? So I'm now on the Wikipedia page for Rhodes Boyson, and um, it says here, Sir Rhodes Boyson was a British educator, author and politician and Conservative Member of Parliament for Brent North. He was knighted and made a member of the Privy Council in 1987. So basically, Rhodes Boyson was a very highly respected um, uh, politician um, who focused specifically on education. Um, He was a Conservative and he was knighted, that's why he's named Sir Rhodes Boyson, Uh, because he received a knighthood. So this guy is like, you could say, a member of the British establishment um, and a very traditional guy. um, He believed in um, corporal punishment in schools. That means using physical punishment as a way of instilling discipline uh, in schools, um, using the cane. The cane was a a long wooden uh, stick made of cane, a kind of wooden stick which would be used to hit children's hands or hit children on the bottom as a way of um, giving them discipline so he believed in this he also believed in separating girls and boys into different schools Um, and um, yeah so a very traditional very conservative guy and he's you know a million miles away from Ali G Ali G of course is interested in not you know not the same kind of things he's interested in girls he's interested in hip-hop music he's interested in smoking weed he's not really interested in uh the discipline and the other the same values as sir rhodes boyson so what happens when ali g meets sir rhodes boyson um and uh they talk about education um since they're so far apart from each other what's going to happen are they going to argue um, um, is he going to, is Sir Rhodes Boyson even going to understand Ali G? Is he going to understand the words he uses? Is he going to understand anything about him? What's going to happen? Well, let's listen to the interview and we can find out. Now, if you don't understand everything in this interview, don't worry. Uh, that's normal. I mean, it might be difficult to understand because of the slang words that are being used, because of Ali G's accent, because of Sir Rhodes Boyson's accent, because he is um, originally from Lancashire in the north of England. So he's got a bit of an accent as well. Um, so if you don't understand everything, don't worry. Keep listening because 
I'm going to explain absolutely everything for you um, so that afterwards you will understand every single phrase, every little bit of slang, every bit of formal language and all the sort of different aspects of Ali G's accent. You'll understand all of it because I'm going to explain it to you. So you're going to learn a lot and hopefully you're going to have a bit of fun as well while listening to this. Um, let's see. Again, before just something else before you listen. There is a laughter track on this, so you'll hear a studio audience laughing. That's That was that used to be quite common in TV comedies, um, but um, it's sort of less common these days, so I hope you f- don't find that too distracting. The other thing is that um, Ali G's comedy is a little bit rude. It's quite adult-oriented. Um, this programme this, this program was originally on TV... Well, I think it was back in 1999, actually. This is one of the uh, clips from the first series of Ali G's show. Um, But it was put on TV um, at about 11 o'clock at night. So the themes that are dealt with in this uh, clip are a little bit uh, rude, you might say. He deals with some adult themes a bit. But it's all meant to be used just for humour. but uh, I should just I should just uh, warn you in advance that if you're easily offended by adult themes, then you might want to um, well stop listening to this and and sort of watch a cat video or something like that just to make yourself feel better. Um, but if you don't mind a bit of uh, adult humour, then um, let's carry on, shall we? Right. So here you go. Here's Ali G talking to the the um, the the ex politician um, um, Sir Rhodes. Boyson, and I'll explain everything for you when it's finished. So here we go. You're about to hear it. Any Listen here. I has got none other than me. me. Okay, I'm going to try that again. Edit. Okay, so here's the video um, starting now. Listen here. I has got none other than me main man, Sir Rhodes Boyson, in the house. Because we is talking about the education thing. Let's talk about the discipline. Do you think, Sir Rod, there is enough discipline in school? I think there's slightly less than there should be. Do you believe kids should be caned? I do. I, I, I have You do? I do. Wicked, man. I have. You believe kids should be caned even in school? Even in school. Do you not think, Sir Rod, if you get caned in school, you can't concentrate as well? Because a lot of people out there say that if you're getting caned. Well, I was caned in, in, in time, and I've, I've concentrated all my life. You were life. caned. Respect, man. From that, it's a, the... Respect. From there, yeah, so I mean, it was it. I mean, it shouldn't be done evil, and it shouldn't be done badly. But right, it, You've it, got it, to have good stuff. You, you, you have to have rules in life. You have to have good cane. You have to have a good cane. Do you think sex education should be taught in the school? No. Why not? I, I, I think that is the job of the family. Do you think porn stars should teach sex education in no. school? No. Why not? Because I, I, I do not respect uh, porn stars, as, as, as you say. But they have more boning experience than anyone okay, else. Okay, but it's not the experience that, that I want for our country. But someone who has had a forehead or whatever will know how to cope with any situation. 
Well, I, the, some of these situations I wouldn't put myself in for the beginning. For real, me feeling that, Sir Rhodes, me feeling that, Sir so Let's talk about the teaching methods. Do you not think, Sir Rhodes, it is time for a new teaching method? No, human nature hasn't changed since the Garden of Eden. What about rap? Do you think rap should be used in school? I don't know what, what rap is, but... Rap is like, you know, me checking it, me rocking it, me feeling it, me rocking it, voicing in the house, make it feel it like a mouse. Well, it's, um, it's rather nice, is that? Thank well, you. It's, uh, I think that's for the, the schoolyard. <laughs> so, what about the math? What do you reckon about the math? Do you, rec do you rate the math? Or do you rock the math? The maths. The math. The math. What's the math? You know, one, two, three. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's right. Very good. But why don't they teach proper math in school? What do you mean by proper maths? Why do they teach in kilos and grams when you should really deal in ounces, quarter of ounces, eight of ounces? You know, only work is in ounces. Well, why don't they modernize and teach in ounces? I prefer the old ones. Uh, As being a traditionalist, I would have the old things back again. Wicked. And you need to know about quarter of ounces, eighth of ounces, all that kind of thing. Well, a lot particularly of work if, is if, if you're doing baking, baking or anything of that kind, you'll have to get it done. For real. For real. I, I make my own breakfast every day. I make my own breakfast. Very good. <laughs> so, I mean, whoever bought a kilo of anything? You know, apart from my mate Dave and he's down for a foot in your skin. You know what I mean? What is that useful for, the kilo? I'm not certain that the kilo is of great one. So, Rod, do you think there should be mixed schools? I think there should be a choice for parents and the pupils themselves. Do you not think, though, if you have mixed schools, all the boys who spend all their time chasing math and all the girls who spend all their time just preparing their math. Yeah. I, I think that if the school is running proper, if they're in well-controlled that school, right. that, that it, it, it's, it's, it's right. But me, me got an A-plus in Punani, but me failed my exams. Because me was so into the chasing the bit of... Well, you'll have to, well that's, uh, that's your fault. <laughs> I think overall, right. single-set schools work better than mixed schools. But don't you think single-sex girls' schools, they just breed, you know, people who drink from the fairy cup? Well, never having drunk from the fairy cup, I, I, uh, I, I don't know what the liquor is in it. You know, them girls that is drinking from the fairy cup, that like to eat from the bushy plate. You know what yeah. he's getting at? Yes, I know what you're getting at. So, Rhodes, will there always be education throughout the nation stopping domination? <laughs> there'll always be some In the way. station. Yeah. There'll, there'll, there'll always be some method of one generation Putting it in, in, in the work of the of the of the next generation. Wicked. You is rocking Sir Rhodes, Boyson in the house. Booker, Booker. Wicked. You is the man. I wish he was my teacher with them years ago, and I wouldn't have turned out like this. All right. So there you go. That was Ali G talking to Sir Rhodes Boyson. Now, did you understand what the hell was going on? 
I wonder. You might have understood some of it, but I expect some of that was lost on you. Well, don't worry, because I'm now going to explain it all for you, and then you'll understand it like a native speaker would, all right? So let's see, let's see, let's see, let's see. All right, um, what's the first thing they talk about? Okay, the first thing I should say really is that, um, okay, part of the joke here is that Ali G is talking about things um, using certain bits of slang and cultural references and Sir Rhodes Boyson doesn't realise that Ali G is talking about them. So, for example, he's talking about... Um, he's talking about music or he's talking about sex, porn stars. He's talking about smoking weed and Sir Rhodes Boyson doesn't realise. So that's kind of the joke that we get to enjoy the fact that, um, you know, Ali G is kind of trolling. You know, he's kind of uh, playing a trick on uh, Sir Rhodes Boyson. And it's interesting to see how Sir Rhodes Boyson responds to this. Let's go through it so that, you know, I can clarify everything. Right, so... Um, I should say, um, I'm going to explain to you some slang words that Ali G uses and some features of his speech, and also some of the slightly more formal language that Sir Rhodes Boyson is using as well. At the beginning, they talk about corporal punishment. Let's just listen to a little bit now, and uh, I'll pause it and explain it, all right? Um, am I going to do that? No, you know what, actually, first, let me just go through some language for this section. So, they talk about corporal punishment. Um, at the beginning, Ali G refers to Sir Boyson as my main man, my main man. So, this is basically a way of saying, of referring to someone that that, uh, that you like, you know. My, you know, you're my main man means that you're, I respect you and I like you, okay. In the house, in the house just means in i mean in the in this place for example in the house if someone is in the club in a nightclub you know um then you would say that they are in the house i think you get it you've probably heard that in music you know but basically in the house just means in the venue um but it's it's used to introduce someone you know so for example if uh if I went to a nightclub, they would be like, Luke Thompson from Luke's English Podcast in the house! Which obviously happens to me every every Friday evening when I go to, uh, when I go down to uh, nightclubs and I hang out with all my hip-hop crew um, in the house. Okay. You'll, you'll also notice that Ali G says, do you think, do you think, so as I've mentioned before, think, not think, think but think with an f sound do you think sarod do you think that kids should be caned for example do you think so it should be do you think but uh, do you think is a feature of this kind of slang this dialect let's say this dialect um he said do you think do you believe that kids should be caned now here caned has a double meaning all right um, um now what um, what Sir Rhodes Boyson thinks is that Ali G is referring to this kind of physical punishment. To be caned or to get caned can mean to be hit with a stick as a kind of punishment at school. Okay, to be caned. Very thin stick. That's to be caned. But also, the slang meaning of to be caned means to be stoned or to be high. Right. For example, if you smoke grass, if you smoke marijuana, 
cannabis if you smoke weed then the effect is that you get caned you get stoned you get high so when ali g says do you think that kids should be caned um that's the joke you know so rhodes boyson thinks that he's talking about punishment actually ali g means do you think the kids should be stoned at school right um and um so let's let's start let's start listening to it and then i'll break it down and i'll explain it bit by bit okay so we're waiting for the video to start listen here i has got none other than my main man so Boyson, in the house because we is talking about the education thing the the education thing so the education thing so you also notice that instead of saying the sometimes he goes duh so the education thing not the education thing all right let's talk about the discipline do you think so Rod, there is enough discipline in school i think there's slightly less than there should be do you believe kids should be caned there you go do you believe that kids should be caned and when he says caned he gives a signal to the audience uh, uh watching on tv he goes like that which is like a, a way of signifying to the audience that he's talking about smoking weed all right do you think sarod that kids should be caned right but sarod's voice and doesn't realize he thinks he's talking about punishment should be caned i do <laughs> I, I, I have you do i do wicked man i am you believe kids should be caned even in school even in school do you not think so if you get caned in school you can't concentrate as well all right so uh do you think that kids should be caned and he goes yes i do and, he, and ali g obviously is very pleased and surprised by this you do that's wicked man wicked wicked and he he does that with his fingers that's wicked man so wicked is basically uh, a slang word to mean great that's brilliant that's awesome that's wicked man so do you do you believe sarod that kids should be caned at school and he goes i do i do you do that's wicked man um okay uh so let's let's just back up and hear that again i do <laughs> I, I, I have you do i do wicked man i am you believe kids should be caned even in school even in school do you not think sarod if you get caned in school you can't concentrate as well so do you do you not think sarod Sar and he's calling him sarod which is kind of a joke as well because it's roads but ali g is calling him sarod because rude is a bit like a kind of you know hip-hop uh slang word or kind of uh jamaican ragger slang term you know rude boy you know rude boy soldier rude boy is a is another word for like a kind of gangster basically so he's calling him so rude <laughs> which is pretty amusing um don't you think that uh, if kids are caned that they can't concentrate that's what he's saying he's referring to the fact that when someone is high uh they if, if they're stoned then they can't concentrate it, it stops them from being able to concentrate now you might be thinking wait a minute uh luke uh kids getting stoned at school well that's part of the satire here that's part of the joke that it's a joke about english society in a way and it's true that in some schools in some bad schools you might say or in even in some ordinary schools some of the kids 16 year old 15 year old kids they yes they might be smoking weed at that age um, that's part of the joke really where uh, he's taking he's making fun of 
sort of uh, British society, in fact. Uh, that's why it's satire. It's kind of childish, immature humour on one hand, but it's also quite clever satire. So he says, do you think that kids, if kids are caned, that they can't concentrate? Caned, even in school. Even in school. Do you not think, Sarod, if you get caned in school, you can't concentrate as well? Because a lot of people out there say that if you're getting caned. Well, I was caned in a time, and I've, I've concentrated all my life. You were life. caned. Respect, man. From that, it's a, the... Respect. So, do you not think that, you know, if kids are caned that they can't concentrate? And Sir Rhodes Boyson says, well, I was caned at school. Um, so, again, still Rhodes Boyson doesn't realise the joke. I, I mean, I'm sure that Rhodes Boyson was caned. He probably was hit with a stick when he was a kid. You know, he probably went to, you know, he's, he's quite old. In though, when he was a kid, yes, people got caned. But the, the running joke here is he doesn't realise that Ali G is referring to smoking weed. So apparently Sir Rhodes Boyson was caned uh, at school. So Ali, Ali G was, for, again, impressed. He's like, respect, man. You were caned. Respect all my life you were life. kid respect man from that it's a, the respect from there yeah so i mean it was it i mean it shouldn't be done evil and it shouldn't be done badly but it, uh, it, you've it, got it, to have good stuff you, you you have to have rules in life you have to have good king you have to have a good king all right so um he said it, it shouldn't be done evil it shouldn't be done badly meaning it shouldn't be um you know Yes, kids can be caned, but it shouldn't be done out of cruelty, he's saying. Um, okay, but they get, again, Ali G sort of introduces the other meaning of, of it being smoking weed. And he says, yeah, you have, to have, uh, you have to have a good cane. Now, you have to have a good cane also has two meanings. On one hand, it means you have to have a, you know, a, a good instrument. The cane has to be a good cane, meaning you have to, suggesting that you have to do it in the right way. Um, but also, you have to have a good cane means to, means that you have to smoke a lot of weed. Um, all right, so let's just back up and hear that, a little bit of that again. Respect from there. Yeah, so I mean, it was it. I mean, it shouldn't be done evil and it shouldn't be done badly. But uh, it, it, you've got it, to have good stuff. You, you, you have to have rules in life. You have to have a good cane. You have to have a good cane. <laughs> Okay, after that, they move on to talk about sex education. Ali G asks him uh, if he believes that uh, porn stars should be used to teach sex education to kids at school. All right, so in English schools, um, yeah, we, we have sex education in schools, like I expect in most places. Sex education in my school was, well, it was a very embarrassing experience. I remember that we watched videos. Um, now, you might be thinking, what kind of videos did you watch, Luke? What kind of weird libertarian school did you go to? No, don't get carried away. No, we just we the teacher basically put on a video which was designed to teach kids in school about sex education. And the video was really embarrassing, really horribly cringeworthy because it was I remember seeing um images of a family sort of playing beach ball, a family on the beach playing beach ball, but they were all naked. Um, so I suppose it was meant to be an innocent scene, but the idea was that it showed us, you know, 
the 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 body uh, we could see the woman's body and the man's body and there they were playing beach ball on the beach but in class when you're kind of 12 11 years old or 12 years old or whatever with all the other kids and all the you know girls and boys in the classroom and you're watching this video of naked a naked family you know on the beach it was just really embarrassing and our teachers would explain you know the different parts of the body and stuff like that so that's an overview of sex education maybe ladies and gentlemen i will do a sex education podcast and it will probably be well on one hand very embarrassing and on the other hand it could be well very enlightening for you couldn't it um, i could explore all of the different language different phrases and whatever that we use to refer to the body yes maybe that maybe another time folks um, i don't want to go into it too much right now um, i'm not mentally prepared i'm not mentally and physically physically prepared do i would i need to be physically prepared to talk to you about sex i don't know maybe i'd need to have a good strong cup of tea and just kind of sit down and just take a deep breath you know and then approach the subject in a sober and um, you know responsible fashion or i could just tell you all of the rudest words that relate to the body uh, I, I don't know i'll come back to that anyway you're, you're going to learn some things in this episode um, as as we hear Ali G and uh, Rhodes Boys and talk about sex education. So, okay, let's listen to a little bit and then I, I'll explain it to you. Do you think sex education should be taught in the school? No. Why not? I, I, I think that is the job of the family. Do you think porn stars should teach sex education in no. school? interesting idea using porn stars to teach sex education in school why why ali g <laughs> why not because i i i do not respect uh porn stars as, as as you say but they have more boning experience than anyone okay, else but it's not the experience. okay but they have more boning experience than anyone else okay so watch out boning experience boning what's that well boning is a slang word to mean having sex to bone someone um <laughs> boning someone yes bone well you know the word bone already it's a part of your well it's a part of your body yeah um now the 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 normal meaning of the word bone is you know like uh, <laughs> i'm on dangerous ground here dogs like to uh, dogs like bones don't they yes dogs like to put bones in their mouths what am i saying okay let's forget the humor side of it for the moment all right just clean up your mind a little bit uh, the bones are parts of your body they're white a skeleton is made of bones all right you know if you break your leg then you break a bone in your leg so that's a bone dogs like to chew bones okay but then the sometimes the word bone can refer to a penis okay for example a boner a boner is an erection all right so um Ali G is saying, don't you think that porn stars should teach sex edu education in school? And Rhodes Boyson says, no, because I don't respect them. And Ali G says, yes, but don't you think that they have more boning experience than anyone else? Um, suggesting that actually they would be the ideal people to, to teach uh, uh, children how to have sex because they'd be able to explain exactly the best way to do it yeah all right it's a controversial idea it's just meant to be a joke but let's hear him say that again just so you can catch it because i i, I do not respect uh, born stars as, as as you say but they has more boning experience than anyone okay, else but it's not the experience that, that i want 
by our country. But someone who has had a forehead or whatever will know how to cope with any situation. Well, I, the, some of these situations I wouldn't put myself in for the beginning. For real, me feeling that, sir. It's me feeling that, sir. So <laughs> okay. Uh, uh, oh, my goodness. All right. Uh, yeah, so, so uh, but they've had more boning experience than anyone else. Yes, but not the kind of experience that I want for this country. Um, and then he says, yeah, but what does he say next? By our country. But someone who has had a forehead or whatever will know how to cope with any situation. But someone who's had a foreheader or whatever will know how to cope with any situation. I'm not going to explain what a foreheader is, okay? I'm just not going to explain it because it's just too rude and it's too embarrassing and I'm just not going to do it, all right? If you, if you want to know what it is, then you can Google it. Now, I, 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 <clears throat> if you're in a public place or if you're using, you know, someone else's computer... In your, maybe you're using your, your mum's computer. Don't Google foreheader. Don't do an image search for a foreheader. Don't do that, okay? Because what you will find is a very X-rated image. If you've got a dirty mind, you can probably imagine what it is. If you don't know what a foreheader is, don't worry about it, okay? You don't need to know. You don't need to know it. But it's, it's very rude. It's a very rude thing. But he's saying that someone who's had a foreheader would be able to um, cope with any situation. Okay, Ali G, it's an interesting, um, interesting approach to sex education, but clearly not the one that Sir Rhodes Boyson agrees with. But it's interesting because Rhodes Boyson is not getting... Uh, he's not getting very angry or anything. He's he's been quite reasonable. In fact, the, one of the nice things about this interview is that they're kind of they're getting on with each other quite well, uh, even though you know um, Rhodes Boyson has got no idea what uh, Ali G is talking about half the time. But it's quite funny just to see the the interaction between the two of them. Right. So next, um, let's see. Oh yeah, then. He, <laughs> uh, so he said, yeah, the, some of these people would be able to uh, uh, understand how to cope with any situation. And so Rhodes Boyson says, yeah, well, you know, I wouldn't put myself in, you know, some of these situations, I wouldn't put myself in them in the first place. And Ali G then goes, yeah, me feeling that, Sir Rhodes, me feeling that. Okay, for real, for real, me feeling that. So for real means definitely, okay, for real means definitely. And me feeling that means um i understand yeah i know what you mean i'm i'm really un i understand what you're saying me feeling that's so rude i mean i i i see what you mean okay but someone who has had a forehead or whatever will know how to cope with any situation well i the some of these situations i wouldn't put myself in for the beginning for real me feeling that so rude. me feeling that so rude. Okay, so what's the next thing they talk about? They talk about teaching methods. Okay, so what kind of te what what about teaching methods? Uh, of course, you know what teaching methods are. You know different approaches to teaching. Um, now, Rhodes Boyson is a traditionalist, so we imagine that he's got a very old-fashioned view on teaching methods. In fact, he says um, human nature hasn't changed since the Garden of Eden meaning that, um, you know, uh, he believes that teaching methods should be the same as they have been for years. Um, okay, but Ali G suggests the idea of using rap as a way of teaching, all right? And then he explains to Sir Rod, 
Rhodes Boyce and what rap is by uh, improvising a little rap there. So the rap that he does is completely improvised, which is why it's really, really bad. It's really dumb and crap. But anyway, let's listen to that. Let's talk about the teaching methods. Do you not think, Sarod, it is time for new teaching method? No, human nature hasn't changed since the Garden of Eden. What about rap? Do you think rap should be used in school? I don't know what, what rap is, but... Rap is like, you know, me checking it, me rocking it, me feeling it, me rocking it, voicing in the house, make it feel it like a mouse. <laughs> well, it's, um, it's rather nice, is that? Well, it's, uh, I think that's for the, the schoolyard. So he says, oh, it's, um, what was the rap? Uh, me feeling it, me rocking it, me checking it, me rocking it. Boycing in the house, make him feel it like a mouse. So that's just like the worst rap that anyone has ever done. Uh, it's just that he couldn't think of a word that rhymed with house, so he just used mouse, which is really bad. But then he Rhodes Boyce and said, that's, uh, that's he, I think he says, that's rather nice, that, or something. Nice, is that? It's rather nice, is that? That's rather nice, is that? Voicing in the house, make it feel it like a mouse. Rather nice, is that? That's rather nice, is that? And then he says, but I think it's for the schoolyard. The schoolyard, you know, that's the playground outside the school where the kids play when they're not in class. So he thinks that rap is appropriate just for the playground, the schoolyard, not for something that should be done in class as a teaching method. I wonder what you think. Do you think that rap is a good way to, to teach? Do you know that there's a guy... I, I, know, I found this guy on the internet. He's from New York. He's an English teacher, and he uses rap to teach English. You might know about him. He's called the Fluency MC, and he, he raps about learning English. Now, I, haven't, I can't decide if this is really cool or really crap. I don't know. I kind of think it's quite cool because, you know... Imagine going to New York to learn English and you think, how am I going to learn real New York English? Well, of course, I'm going to, I want to learn sort of about New York culture. And so this guy's a rapper and he teaches English. It's quite interesting. He's got a video online. It's a present perfect rap. And he raps all about the present perfect. <laughs> Not the coolest subject to rap about, you might think. Let's see. If there's time, if there's time, I might play you. Fluency MCs, present perfect rap in the house. And then we can all learn about the grammatical rules relating to the present perfect tense in the form of sort of 1980s old school rap from New York. Wicked, man. You can look forward to that later on. Anyway, um, Rhodes Boyson thinks that rap is for the schoolyard, not for the classroom. And then what happens? What do they talk about next? Well, it's, uh, I think that's for the, the schoolyard. So, what about the math? What do you reckon about the math? Do you, rec do you rate the math or do you rock the math? All right. Uh, so he's talking about maths. Maths. Mathematics. Do you, what do you reckon? Is a, reckon is a commonly used word in, in British English. just means think. What do you think? What do you reckon? What do you reckon about... Well, I don't know why he's calling it the math. The math. Because, obviously, we don't say the math. We say maths. But, you know, Ali G's kind of uneducated uh, guy, uh, let's say. So he says the math, right? What do you reckon? Do you rate the math? 
or do you rock the math? Now, that doesn't make any sense because just Ali G is just stupid. So do you rate the math or do you rock the math? <laughs> don't know. I mean, that's the two choices, the two options there are not really different, are they? If you rate the math, it means you think that maths is good. And if you rock the math, that means you, I don't know, you just, you use maths in a good way, I, I expect. Um, so do you rate the math or do you rock the math? Meaning, do you, what do you think of mathematics? Um, okay. What do you reckon about the math? Do you, rec do you rate the math or do you rock the math? The maths. The math. The math. What's the math? You know, one, two, three. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's right. Very good. But why don't they teach proper math in school? What do you mean by proper math? Why do they teach in kilos and grams when you should really deal in ounces, quarter of ounces, eighth of ounces? You know, only work is in ounces. Well. All right. Do you get the joke there? I wonder. So he says, why, why are they teaching people... Um, about grams and kilos when really you should deal in ounces, quarter of ounces uh, and so on alright, now um, the, what Ali G is referring to here is that okay, we, oh, it's hard to explain okay, Ali G is referring to the fact that okay, alright, so dealing in ounces, dealing in half ounces, he's talking about selling weed okay, he's talking about dealing marijuana all right now in england generally marijuana is sold apparently this is what i've been told listeners marijuana is sold in ounces so it's it's sold bought and sold in uh, eighth of ounces quarter of ounces or half an ounce so you buy an eighth of, you buy you would buy if you wanted to it's against the law, but, you know, if you wanted to do it, uh, you would buy a um, like an eighth of an ounce of, of weed or a quarter of an ounce of weed or half an ounce of weed, for example. So that's how weed is dealt. It's dealt in ounces. So Ali G is saying, why do people bother? Why do they bother teaching you about grams and, and kilos in school when really, you know, you should deal in ounces and half ounces and stuff? So this is this just shows us that Ali G is only able to uh, 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 apply mathematics. He's thinking, how do I? How do people use mathematics? Well, his the only way he can imagine that you would use maths would be if you're dealing weed. And you're measuring ounces and stuff, okay? So you know, in England we have the metric. There's the metric system and the imperial system. That's what Rhodes Boyson thinks he's talking about. He's saying, why don't we use the? Why do we use the metric system? Why don't we use the imperial system? But in fact, what Ali G is referring to, what he's saying is, why do they bother teaching us about grams when, you know, everyone knows that we deal in ounces, okay? Right. This is a bit complicated, maybe. But anyway, um, let's keep going. Two, three. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's right. Very good. But why don't they teach proper math in school? What do you mean by proper math? Why do they teach in kilos and grams when you should really deal in ounces, quarter of ounces, eighth of ounces? You know, only work is in ounces. Well, why don't they modernise and teach in ounces? I prefer the old ones. Right. As being a traditionalist, I would have the old things back again. Wicked. So he says, yes, I, I prefer the old ones. Being a traditionalist, I'd have the old ones back. So he means that he would like to have the imperial system back again. Um, and Ali G goes, wicked, meaning that's good. 
All right, let's carry on. Announces. I prefer the old ones. Uh, as being a traditionalist, I would have the old things back again. Wicked. And you need to know about quarter of ounces, eighth of ounces, all that kind of thing. <laughs> well, a lot particularly of if, if, if you're doing baking, baking or anything of that kind, you'll have to get that. For real. All right, so then he's, he's saying, you need to know about ounces and things. And then Rhodes boys and he goes, yeah, if you're doing some baking. So um, then Ali, go, Ali G goes, I, I, meaning all right, I, baking. And then again, we have that double meaning going on. Rhodes Boyson is talking about uh, baking uh, cakes or baking bread. But Ali G then is starting to think, well, baking, yeah, I know what you mean. Baking is another slang term meaning uh, smoking grass, again, smoking weed, baking. Um, there is an expression which is to wake and bake, for example. Um, to wake and bake uh, means to, to wake up in the morning and smoke weed first thing in the morning. Um, that's what some people do. That's, some people how, that's how some people choose to live their lives. Um, you know, wake and bake means to wake up and smoke a joint in the morning. Um, so when Rhodes Boyson says, well, you know, if you're, bake, if you're doing some baking... That's why Ali G goes, bacon, all right, bacon. And then he says, um, Rhodes Boyson then says, yeah, I bake my, you know, I bake my own breakfast. Um, and Ali G goes, yeah, me bake me own breakfast too. Note that he says, me, me bake. Not I bake, but me bake, which is a, just, just a feature of this, this dialect. Um, okay, so let's just back up and hear a bit of that now. Well, a lot particularly of if, if, if you're doing baking, baking or anything of that kind, you'll have to get that. For real, for real. I, I make my own breakfast every day. I make my own breakfast. Very good. <laughs> so, I mean, whoever bought a kilo of anything, you know, apart from my mate Dave and he's down for a foot in your skin. You know what I mean? What is that useful for? The right, did you notice him mention his mate Dave? Okay, you, you might have noticed because it was very very uh, quickly added a little joke added in there he said whoever bought anything in a kilo except for my mate dave who is down for a 40-year stretch okay his mate dave is down for a 40-year stretch because he bought a kilo of weed a 40-year stretch means a 40-year prison sentence if you're down for a 40-year stretch it means that you're going to prison for 40 years so this is a little bit of backstory. Apparently, he's got a friend called Dave who purchased a kilo of, I, I imagine, a kilo of, of cannabis, and he got arrested, and he's now facing a 40-year prison sentence. But it was just added very quickly, as if to say, who, who, who actually buys anything, who actually buys a kilo of anything, except for my mate Dave, but he's down for a 40-year stretch. But, you know, the kilo, what is that useful for? Okay, so he's not adding a little joke in, um, and Sir Rhodes Boyson doesn't notice. He, do, uh, he, I think he starts getting a bit confused at this point. In fact, but still, the the interview is still, you know, uh, still going quite nicely. They're still going, getting on well. Uh, Rhodes Boyson doesn't appear to be offended or anything. It's it's okay. Kilo of anything, you know. All right. First every day. I mean, make me own breakfast. Very good. Right. <laughs> so. I mean, whoever bought a kilo of anything, you know, apart from my mate Dave and he's down for a foot in your skin. You know what I mean? What is that useful for, the kilo? I'm not certain that the kilo is of great. What? 
Okay, what's the next thing they talk about? All right, mixed schools. Mixed schools. So these these are schools that um, have uh, boys and girls mixed in the same school in the same classes. So the question is, does uh, does he uh, think that mixed schools are a good idea? Now uh, we know that uh, Sir Rhodes Boyson is a traditionalist, so he doesn't believe in mixed schools, but um, perhaps not for the same reasons as Ali G. Uh, let's have a listen, and we'll see what um, he talks about. So, Rod, do you think there should be mixed schools? I think there should be a choice for parents and the pupils themselves. Do you not think, though, if you have mixed schools, all the boys will spend all their time chasing muff and all the girls will spend all their time just preparing their muff? <laughs> all right, do you not think that if we have mixed schools that all the boys will spend their time just chasing muff? and all the girls will spend their time preparing their muff. Okay, ladies and gentlemen of Luke's English Podcast, um, what what's he referring to here? What does muff mean? Well, we had the word boner, didn't we? Um, well, a muff is a, a, a lady's uh, a private area, okay? Um, okay, so uh, the muff is what a, a girl... Um, her special place. Um, you know what I mean? Her muff. M muff. Okay? So don't you think that all the boys would spend their time chasing muff and the girls would spend all their time just preparing their muff? So what he's suggesting here is that if we have mixed-sex schools rather than single-sex schools, if we have mixed-sex schools, that all the boys will just spend their time chasing girls and the girls will spend all their time just kind of preparing themselves to, in order to try and attract boys. Okay, but um, does Rhodes Boyson realise that Ali G is talking about this? He's probably starting to realise at this point. Um, uh, I don't think he realises that Ali G is not a real person, but he may be... He probably realises that there's something funny going on. Um, anyway, let's let's have a listen to that again. Boys will spend all their time. Do you think there should be mixed schools? I think there should be a choice for parents and the pupils themselves. Do you not think, though, if you have mixed schools, all the boys will spend all their time chasing muff and all the girls will spend all their time just preparing their muff? <laughs> I, I think that the school is running properly. If they're in well controlled that school. Right. So he, Rhodes Boyson says, I think that if the school is run properly and if they're being controlled in the school, but he doesn't finish. Um, okay, so what's next? It's right. Oh, okay. If, if, uh, if it's controlled and the school is run properly, then it's right. Okay, all right. Well, maybe Rhodes Boyson agrees with uh, mixed sex schools. Um, but what's, what does Ali G go on to say? Let's listen. It's, it's, it's right. But me, me got an A-plus in Punani, but me failed me exams. <laughs> me, me got an A-plus in Punani, but me failed me exams. All right. So he got an A-plus in Punani, but he failed his exams. Do you know what Punani is? Well, it's, it's, it's another word for muff. Basically, Punani. Um, all right. Uh, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to I'm going to uh, do a. Um, 
I'm not going to do an image search for it, but I'm going to check the Urban Dictionary uh, for the word Punani um, in order to just try and explain it to you in the best way possible. So I'm on UrbanDictionary.com. Punani, I think, is P-U-N-A-N-I, I imagine. Um, Punani, uh, it's... Um, I think apparently it's Hawaiian. It's of Hawaiian origin. It refers to the female genitals. That's Punani. Okay. Um, all right. If you go onto the Urban Dictionary, you can find loads of slang. It's a very rude website, of course. Um, some of the examples they give are very graphic. Um, Three million people like the Urban Dictionary on Facebook, just to give you an idea of how popular it is. Um, so he said, I, fail- I got an A+. He said, I failed my exams, but I got an A-plus in Punani. Um, all right, so he's explaining that he thinks mixed-sex schools are actually a bad idea because um, guys just get distracted by girls and they fail all of their exams. Me was so into the chasing the bit of... <laughs> well, you left it. Well, that's, um, that's your fault. <laughs> I think overall, right. single-sex schools work better than mixed schools. But don't you think single-sex girls' schools, they just breed, you know, people who drink from the furry cup? Here he's saying that, don't you think that single-sex schools just breed people who drink from the furry cup? All right, now, okay, this is getting pretty rude now, all right? Uh, but I expect if, you've, if you're still listening to this, then you don't mind, do you? In fact, you're probably really interested. You're probably thinking, Luke, tell me more rude language. Tell me more uh, um, weird, rude expressions from British English. Well, here's another one. This is a bizarre expression, but it re- it, he's referring to lesbians, okay? Uh, um, now, it's, it's not very nice. You could say it's a kind of rather derogatory way to refer to a lesbian. Um, you know, that's, that's uh, you know, you have the right to be offended if you want to be. Um, uh, but he's saying, yes, people who drink from the furry cup, mm-hmm. furry, you know, like an animal's fur, meaning hair, people who drink from the furry cup or people who eat from the furry plate. I'm not going to go into that in more detail, but that's what he's referring to. Sir Rhodes Boyson starts to understand what he means at this point. I think overall, single-sex schools work better than mixed schools. But don't you think single-sex girls' schools, they just breed, you know, people who drink from the furry cup? (laughs) Well, never having drunk from the furry cup, I I don't know what the liquor is in it. He said, having never drunk from the furry cup, I don't know what the liquor is that's in it. And Ali G's sort of pushing him, going, you know, Sir Rude, you know. And I think Rhodes Boyson is starting to get the idea now. The liquor is in it. Who <laughs> drink from the fairy cup. <laughs> well, never having drunk from the fairy cup, I, I, uh, I, I don't know what the liquor is in it. You know, them girls that is drinking from the fairy cup, that like to eat from the bushy plate. You know what yeah. he's getting at. Yes, I know what you're getting at. You know what I'm getting at. You know what I'm getting at. That means you know what I'm trying to say. You know what I'm getting at. I know what you're getting at, meaning I know what you're trying to say. To get at something is to try and say something. But really, it's normally used like in the continuous form. 
you know what I'm getting at. I know what you're getting at, for example, okay? So, Rhodes, will there always be education throughout the nation stopping domination? <laughs> There'll always be somewhere. In the station. Yeah. The, 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 the... So, clearly there he's, uh, again, trying to make up some kind of rap. Um, and he can't think of something and there's a long pause. Will there always be education to stop domination? What, what is it? Will there always be education? Will there always be education for the nation to stop domination at the station? <laughs> He's such a bad rapper. Education throughout the nation stopping domination. There'll always be some In the way. station. Yeah. There'll always be some method of one generation putting it in the work of the, of the, of the next generation. He's so sweet because Rhodes Boyson is like taking his question seriously when really all Ali G is trying to do is do some kind of cool uh, rhyming. Um, so it's kind of sweet that Sir Rhodes Boyson is actually, you know, humouring Ali G here. And in the end, they, even though Ali G was taking the piss throughout the whole thing, in the end, they end on quite sort of civil terms. And normally at the end of this kind of conversation or interview, they would shake hands. But Ali G kind of does the fist bump. You know what I mean by that? The fist bump, that's where you bump your fists together as a sign of like, you know respect and so Ali G puts his hand out and uh, Sir Rhodes Boyson tries to shake his fist but then he realises that what he's, what's going on and they do a fist bump so it's kind of a cool moment at the end in a way that uh, this old fashioned guy is doing a fist bump with this ridiculous uh, character one generation putting it in the work of the, of the, of the next generation wicked, you is rocking so Rhodes, Boyson in the house. Booker, Booker. You is the man. I wish you was my teacher with them years ago. And I wouldn't have turned out like this. I wish you were my teacher all those years ago. And I wouldn't have turned out like this. To turn out like something is to kind of, you know, end up in a, in a particular way. To turn out. So, you know, because Ali G didn't study at school, he turned out like this. Um, an uneducated... Um, wannabe gangster um, so in the end kind of a sweet um, a sweet conversation even though um, you know they were completely they were talking at completely crossed purposes um, so that that there you go that's Ali G for you there are plenty of other Ali G videos out there which I might um, uh, look at in the future there's one interesting one about the law uh, which can teach you some legal expressions and of course a bunch of uh, slang terms and there's another one in which Ali G interviews um, a police uh, a police officer who's an expert on on drugs and that's interesting because you can learn loads and loads of expressions to talk about uh, illegal drugs um, so again more kind of slang words for you I suppose on Luke's English podcast at the moment we've been looking at um, lots of slang English it's not always going to be about slang we will come back to more uh, formal language potentially later in 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 uh, in the future i might you know do some more formal formal stuff um 
at the moment it seems i'm looking at slang um so stay tuned ladies and gentlemen in the future uh, there should be more episodes devoted to classic bits of british comedy um i'll probably go old school um next time we might go back to uh the days of black and white tv and uh have a look at um something from the the vaults of youtube let's see if we can find some classic old bits of british comedy from the bbc for you um now i said in the middle of this episode that i might add um the fluency mc present perfect rap to the end of this episode but i've decided i'm not going to do that um I'm, I'm not going to do that. I'm just going to let you find it for yourself. If you want to, um, you can just go to YouTube and type in present perfect rap. And there you will find the fluency MC doing what he does best, which is basically rapping about grammar. Um, it's an interesting teaching method. Um, you can work out for yourself whether you, whether you think it works. Um, it's certainly an interesting way to remember the rules of grammar, which otherwise are kind of dull and boring. He's, he's done something quite unique by turning it into uh, an, an old-school rap. Um, that's it for this episode of the podcast. Uh, if you like Ali G, you can buy his DVDs. You can download his TV shows. Just go to um, Amazon, search for um, Ali G. Uh, this particular clip comes from his first DVD, which was uh, released by Channel 4 TV. Um, and the DVD, I believe, was called Ali G In It. Um, In It, of course, um, is... Uh, Again, another bit of slang. You might be aware of that one. In it is is like a kind of tag question. You know about tag questions, don't you? For example, um, you, that I just did one. You know about tag questions, don't you? That, don't you? That's a tag question. Um, I've talked about them before, haven't I? There you go, haven't I? That's a tag question. Um, it's a common piece of English usage, isn't it? There you go. There's another one. So those are the normal tag questions. Don't I? Didn't you? Haven't we? Isn't it? But um, you, as you probably know, as a learner of English, they can be a bit difficult because you've got to get the auxiliary verb right. It's got to be exactly the same auxiliary verb that you've used in the sentence and so on. Um, but uh, a lot of young people from England or from London, they actually just say in it at the end. So that was a really good podcast, in it? Meaning that was a really good podcast, wasn't it? Or um, um, you've learned loads of really cool slang, in it? You've learned loads of really cool slang, haven't you? So in it just means isn't it? And in it is just used instead of any other um, uh, uh, tag question. In fact, it's not just in it. Sometimes people say is it as well. You know, like, um, I'm totally knackered, is it? No, 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 they don't say is it. I'm totally knackered in it. And then is it would be as a response. Is it meaning are you, did you, were you, was it? You know, I, for example, um, uh, yeah, I just downloaded the new Hobbit movie. Is it meaning did you? There you go. All right, so that's the end of this episode. You, you've like learned loads of like current British slang in it. So, next time you're watching some TV program, yeah? Like maybe something like 
what's that show that English one where they're all like they've all got like superpowers and that misfits yeah next time you're watching misfits maybe you're going to understand just a little bit more you know what I mean okay that's the end of this episode um, and I will speak to you again in the near future thanks for downloading thanks for streaming thanks for listening thanks for donating if you've done that if you haven't done that well just think think about it think about it that's the end of the episode goodbye bye 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 Thanks again for listening to Luke's English Podcast. For more information, you can visit teacherluke.wordpress.com.